What is up, squaddies? It is a new year, and we've got a brand new episode for you. This is episode 18, and we have some great segments for you today. We will talk thought for food. We will go back in time and give some advice to our younger selves. Uh, but first, as always, it's the most interesting thing we heard this week. Gabby, what do you have for the people? So my most interesting thing I heard this week was the link between our genetic traits and the fact that some people like black coffee, some people like coffee with cream and sugar in it, some people like hot coffee, and some people like dark chocolate. Your genetic trait, actually, there's a trait, and they didn't mention the article what it was called, but it's it makes you like dark coffee or dark chocolate and hot coffee. Isn't that interesting? You don't do you know some people that just hate hot coffee or what do you what's your opinion we know you love cold coffee i do love my cold brew i for for years and years was a black coffee black cold brew uh i would always joke that just like my soul cold and dark is yeah is how i like my coffee uh but i also have recently really gotten into dark chocolate so i don't know if that's something that you know, can develop in your palate or if it's just taking some more time. But the other thing that's weird, and I know this is maybe something we'll talk about in a a minute here, but uh, I have recently started to like spicy foods too. So like, I feel like your taste can change over time. Yeah. But to learn that there's some genetic predispositions, that's interesting. Yeah. And you know, some people just, they only drink black hot coffee. That is just who they are through and through, probably since they could drink coffee. That's I think it's just the, easier the to get trait. than crack. That, that too, that too, fair. Um, if you yeah, just drink black hot coffee, that... you are a junkie. Like if there's nothing refreshing, there is nothing yeah. smooth. It's just no. a black, a bitter cup of black hot coffee. So that's so what harsh. I was going to say about you. You you realized you didn't like that that much. Nope. Right? Can't do it. Right. So you you got to add a little milk. You got to add a little something. But I some people are just sweetness. born one way. Need a little sweetness. Yeah. Some people are just born one way. But yeah, it has to do with your genes. And then the article just went in to talk about how it's good for your health because caffeine's actually good for us. Dark chocolate in moderation is good for us. So, you know, those people are genetically gifted on that level. But, you know, me and you, we need a little oat milk. We need a little sweetener. And I'm fine with that to have a more pleasant experience drinking coffee. You know Uh, what I started doing a little bit of? I don't know if I already mentioned Mm. this on on the show, but started doing a little maple syrup in my coffee, in my cold brew. No, but I, yeah, that's not bad. I like to add maple syrup when I make a matcha latte. It's delicious. I like to add maple syrup in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, interesting. Do you drink your coffee black? Let us know. Do you drink it hot? Do you like dark chocolate? Let us know on social media. Ricky, what was the most interesting thing you heard this week? Gabby, just before I get into that, you're, you're opening us for a lot of innuendos with, with <laughs> let us know how you like your coffee. Let us know how you like your chocolate. All right. Um, trying to get, trying to get That's how we go viral. Let's pages. go. Let's I'm make it happen. So that was one of the things I read about today about making your making money on social media. Cut this part out, Ricky. You got to make that bank. <laughs> All right. Um, my most interesting thing this week is about the cold. And we all know how mm. much I hate the cold weather. 
I am a big yeah. freeze baby. I don't like being out in the cold. I really don't like exercising in the cold. You people that are going out for runs when it's 15 degrees out, you're probably the same people that are drinking your coffee hot, black, with no cream, no sugar, because there's a different switch in your brain that I just don't have. I can't do it. Uh, yeah. But the interesting part that I had hoped to bring to this discussion was how it affects your hydration. And I know we put up a blog recently about some tips for working out in the cold. And I love that blog because tip number one is focus on your hydration. Not necessarily because you get any more dehydrated, you know, the water in your body doesn't get used up any quicker. Although I really do feel that on a cold, especially windy I, day, it pulls it, it out of my skin. It just gets straight. Right, right. So like I feel drier on the surface. Words. Right. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is that the cold weather actually, let me make sure I'm reading this right. It decreases the sensation of thirst by up to 40%. So it's not that you're so, any less hydrated. It's just that you don't get thirsty. So then you end up consuming okay. less water. And that's right, why it's especially right. important to, to think about it and to make sure you're keeping that water bottle full, to make sure you're taking yep. enough sips throughout the day. Because it's just yep. something we don't realize as much when it is colder outside. We don't feel that thirst that dehydration as yeah. strongly so it's a real concern especially in these winter months to make sure that you know we all think when we're walking around in, in the hot summer days and we're sweating and we got to rehydrate well in in the winter time maybe you're not sweating as much but you are uh still moving around your body still needs that water so 40 percent yeah. the cold weather another reason i hate it can't do it. <laughs> There's plenty of reasons to hate it. That adds to the list. I will say a long, long time ago, good advice a coach gave me was when you're thirsty, it's too late. So that means you always want to be drinking water anyway. But in the wintertime, if you're not getting thirsty, then it's double too late. It's right. way, way too late. So you've got to be hydrating. Add those salts, add that liquid IV, get that hydration. Yeah. yeah. Sponsor us. Uh, yeah, I, I've noticed that. IV. I've noticed that throughout the last couple of weeks is I'll just like randomly throughout the day, I'll just feel really dry. And I'm like, oh man, I need to chug some water because I didn't realize yeah. it until like it got further down the line. So uh, drink yeah. your water when it's cold out, especially yeah. stay hydrated. I know it's not like the number one thing we think of with cold weather, but it's definitely not big, big, big factor. So yeah, next thing, sure. next up for us today, we have a little thought for food. We're talking nutrition here. So Gabby, what are we discussing here? As far as thought for food, I found an interesting article about personality traits that go with the type of foods we tend to lean towards. So similar to that gene trait about our last segment about coffee and dark chocolate, our personality traits. So think about people that you say are maybe sweet or bitter or, you know, things you, you know, the, those food words you use to describe maybe people you know, people you don't know so well. Turns out, uh, let me just read this little part here. So people who are, you know, sensation seekers, thrill seekers, they like spicy foods. People who uh, like sour and crunchy foods are actually not as cautious. People who are more worried actually like those sweet foods to like make them 
maybe more calm or give them like something to, to satisfy them. So it actually has to do with your personality traits and the foods you like. I thought that was uh, interesting as far as thoughts on food. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, that's super interesting. And I, I always wonder with stuff like that, is it the chicken or the egg, right? Like, is it your personality? Yeah, which is which? Yeah, which came right. first? Like, or are, your... you, mm-hmm. are you predisposed to a personality type, which is also related to your food? Or do you, mm-hmm. you know, th- this take this reminds me of the, uh, the old Kellogg's cornflakes story. I think we may have mentioned it once on this podcast, but uh, the mm-hmm. original, the original cornflakes before they added any sugar to it, it was just bland mm-hmm. flakes of corn. Doctor Kellogg, the the originator of Kellogg's and cornflakes, yeah. what he had set out to do, and this is like kind of a nutritional conspiracy theory, although it, it, it's a verified mm-hmm. conspiracy theory. This is not just me with my tin <laughs> hat on. It. It was, he thought that spicy foods made people more prone to sexual behaviors. Uh, It was at the time he was trying to uh, thwart the masturbation epidemic of the day and and trying to force bland uh, basic food into the diet to curb any of those like in his mind, like deviant desires, right. Which are just, mm-hmm. you know, basic human natural things. But yeah. in his mind, right. the, the, the more bland bad. the food, the less crazy behavior that there was going to be, especially with the youth. Uh, so that was the origination of cornflakes. And that was where the whole like breakfast wow. is the most important meal of the day thing came from. It was all a marketing. That we mentioned. Yeah. Right. That you mentioned. But, but and that and then I think uh, his business partner I might be misremembering this part like when they started adding sugar he was like very against that he wanted it to be the most plain Pure. the most bland right he was like no no sugar is not yeah. the thing like we don't need that but people started eating it more and obviously like that led to sales it made and more money it's still mm-hmm. on the shelves today so uh, apparently that worked <laughs> out well for them but the yeah. the origination of that whole idea came from food having an impact on your personality versus your personality having an impact on your food preference. I don't know which one is first. Uh, By the way, I I hate the old, I hate when people say chicken or the egg because it was the egg people. It was the egg. The egg came first. The the first chicken hatched out of an egg. They just had to. Where, Where did the egg come from? There were eggs in dinosaur times. Like there were eggs forever. Okay. And then okay. one of them mutated into a chicken, but it came out Fair. of an egg. Anyways, okay. we digress. I don't have a strong that. opinion either way on the chicken or the egg. I just find it funny when people get on, you know, put their tin hands on on it. It's funny. It, it's egg. Um, but anyways, yeah, that, that, <laughs> that's really interesting. And I, I, I think, like we said, personality type definitely... I mean, there, there's a correlation there, right? Whichever yeah. comes first, whichever leads to the other, uh, it's it's interesting to see that. And I, I think it's something we kind of take for granted, something we don't yeah. consider when we're analyzing our food yeah. preferences. And that's something that I think is especially important to consider when you are identifying a nutritional plan or a meal plan for yourself like understanding what your preferences are and understanding why 
and Mm -hmm. trying to find a meal plan or a a program that fits that. Because, you know, if you really like spicy foods, then you're not going to do well on a, on a really plain, basic, like chicken and rice, whatever. You can add hot sauce to anything, but in general. Not, yeah, we're not the same. Yeah. Right. In general, the things that yeah. we, you know, we want to, you want things that fit you uh, more so than, well, this worked for a friend of mine or a coworker, you know, that they might have yeah. a totally different set of, uh, of preferences of predispositions. So Doing a little introspection, yeah, and I, taking, a, taking a look inward. Yeah. So, and I want to, to piggyback on the going inward. I think for a very, very long time, like most of my life, heck, most of my adult life, I thought I was not that picky of an eater. And I kind of am not. But now I'm being more <laughs> honest with myself about, well, I'm not, I'm not that picky, but I, there's a lot of stuff I don't like. And I think I always was like, oh, yeah, I like that. Don't worry about it. And that was me being over accommodating in yeah. my nature. Again, things I'm unlearning, but that's just something too, as far as like the personality trait stuff, the not necessarily picky, but just realizing I like this over this a lot more. So I'm not going to pay money for that, or I'm not going to get that in my salad or whatever. So I just thought that was interesting too, like reading this article that makes sense with my personality. And now that I think why I don't like this and I do like that, I don't know, just being more honest with myself about things I actually like and that I might be a little picky over. It's yeah, okay that, to do, I guess, that point. And that that comes into play too with if you are trying to make healthier decisions, you know, but you really yeah. like, like, let's say you really like pizza. You're not going to cut pizza out of your eating entirely, but if you're going to have pizza, have good pizza. Don't get, have you good know, pizza, yeah. frozen DiGiorno's or, or Pizza Hut, sorry to yeah. uh, ruin those no, sponsorship opportunities. Like, but Right. I've get, never liked Pizza Hut. Get it's the gross. good stuff. Get get the stuff that's worth it. If you're gonna have a dessert, yeah. like have a good dessert. Have something that is actually right. worth it, not something that is yeah. you're gonna eat. It's gonna be like slightly disappointing, but you're gonna be like, oh well, you know, I just have yeah. to really have a weakness for for brownies, so I just ate whatever there was in the you know, no, do it right. Yeah. Yeah, I would have rather had the full calorie brownie that one time this month versus seven protein brownies with almost the same amount of calories half the time. And and they're just not good. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, we are traveling back in time here. We are giving advice to our younger selves. So this time, we've done this once before. This time is going to be health and wellness oriented. Uh, So any point in your life, if you could go back in time, tell yourself one thing what would what would it be and when if i could tell probably between three and five year old gabby to not quit gymnastics i would do it (laughs) i love this one i agree if you have a kid (laughs) i gymnastics boy girl doesn't matter yeah it's so good for your kinesthetic And my parents took me out because I didn't like it. And uh, that was that. And then I didn't touch sports again until fourth grade and then not again until ninth grade. So, yeah, I would have would have stuck with some stuff a little more. That's my biggest piece of advice. You, you just learned yeah. so much of how your body moves in space. I mean, I, I, I do yoga now and I do headstands, handstands, all that fun stuff. But I couldn't do a cartwheel until I was like 28 years old. 
Yeah. Just those basic things that gymnastics teaches you at a very young age. And, and a lot of it, Gabby, is just how to fall. It's how to fall and not yeah. get injured. How to fall and Properly. not yeah. break your leg or, or land on your shoulder. Like the, yeah. those are the things that having good kinesthetic awareness and just having good body control and those that starts sure. from a young age. I love this advice to younger Gabby, although I don't know if the, I think you might've needed to have that conversation with, uh, with the parents, but <laughs> parents. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Definitely both. gymnastics. And then I think every kid should do some sort of like martial arts or self-defense as well. I do know this. Do you know I'm a black belt in Taekwondo technically? I do now. Do you know that? Did you know that before? I did not know that. No. Yeah, we did. We did Taekwondo um, probably between sixth, sixth to eighth grade. That was our sport quote unquote. Uh, yeah, we did the karate for kids thing and did it. I learned self-defense. I couldn't tell you a lick of it now, but let me tell you, I uh, got in some, I got in decent shape. I was pretty proud. You know, it was good. Um, I, got, I probably such, would have stuck that out too. It's such a good outlet that. too for that energy when you're young and, and yeah. just kind of, it's, you're learning discipline. You're learning a little bit of I confidence too. Of discipline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was, it was wonderful looking back. Definitely. It's almost a piece of life I forgot about. It was so fast. <laughs> so yeah, those of you with yeah. kids listening, Chris, Maria, Jackie, put your, put, put the little guys in gymnastics, put them in uh, martial arts put them in something. And, and if they don't like that, then have them try something else. That's the other thing too. I wish I would have tried other things. I wish my parents would have offered for me to try other things. And, and I, I don't blame them, you know, but definitely with my children, they will be doing something. There's, you are not allowed to not do something. You have to do something. Yeah. And I mean, l- listen, I, I was the kid that played soccer, basketball, baseball every season from the time I was like five years old playing peewee. Yeah. But those are, you know, very sport specific things. And a lot of that, like, doesn't translate to much outside of that sport. Like, I mean, there's some hand-eye coordination. There's some just pure conditioning that you get from, like, running around in a soccer field. But the things that, like, gymnastics, the things that um, martial arts can teach you, I think, are valuable across the board. Lifelong. Lifelong, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I love love that advice, Gabby. Mm -hmm. I'm really uh happy you went with that yeah yeah thanks what about you what would you tell younger ricky uh i would tell younger ricky to not be so stubborn uh with specifically being a picky eater Uh, i don't know if you know this gabby i was a vegetarian from age six to age like 15. didn't i I started eating chicken I started eating chicken nuggets like when I was like 13 or 14 just to get like protein as I was starting to enter adolescence and like wanting to be bigger and stronger for sports and stuff. And like I compromised on the chicken. But for a long time, if it was any type of meat, any type of uh, animal, meat, fish, chicken, beef, pork, I just was not doing it. And I was really just being picky and being stubborn and telling my parents that like, I I don't want to eat that. And it's because I'm a vegetarian. There was, there was no ethical or moral reasons. It wasn't like, I just love animals. I was going to ask. Nope. What what was your reasoning? (laughs) 
I was this just makes picky. it so much better and worse uh, at the same time. <laughs> you I just didn't want meat. Did you think I just, it was gross or? I thought it was gross. I like for eating, even when I started eating like beef again, I would eat burgers, I would eat meatballs, but steak still for like a long time really grossed me out. It just something about like the wow. cutting it off of an animal and then sticking it on a, a like a grill okay. was just didn't it just seemed like too much and then i started eating steak and i it's my favorite food now so if i could go back I in time i would be like much bigger and much stronger throughout those years if much i would have just gotten yeah. the protein uh so yeah. yeah what um but six years old that one it just shocks me six years and your parents just were cool with it that's that's kind of awesome. i mean they were not thrilled uh especially my mom right, who had to they, like prepare other food for me to to eat because i was just yeah my, my stubborn six-year-old self oh. but yeah they wow. they actually Impressive. did trick me oh. they would trick me with a uh, clam chowder they <laughs> I would eat clean chowder and I ask oh. what's in it. And she, she would lie to me and tell me it wasn't uh, animals. And so I ate it. <laughs> and she told me like after, like <laughs> years later. 20 years later, yeah. She was like, yeah, you, were, you would eat it. So I just didn't say anything. Um, that saint of a woman. I know. I love her. What a saint. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was a handful, needless to say. But if I could it go was, back. was. <laughs> Was. was still was a am baby yeah. <laughs> you are you are a handful still i work with you every day ricky <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean sometimes, that with love i do yeah sometimes two handfuls um all right so yeah advice to writing yourself that's something that i like to do mostly as an exercise for myself to go back yeah. and think about what i would tell myself at the younger ages so that I can help inform like how I talk to kids, how I can talk to my nephews, um, my niece. And I I think a lot of times we fall into that trap of we're just, we're giving advice from the other side of the fence and kind of forgetting what, you know, what it was like where, where you were at, at that time of your life. Um, And then we always seem to give advice based off of like, well, this isn't, this isn't what I did, but this is what you should do. And that's kind of not how right. it works, right? Like, no, we, we are all really our best anybody. teachers, yeah. right? Yeah. And we all have a tough time taking advice from other people. Like a lot of times we'll just, we'll take in advice from other people. We'll do it our way regardless. And then we, you know, we learn our own lessons and that's our best teacher. But if you're oh, approaching myself, it yeah. as like advice for other people, it's really, I feel like, easy to get skewed if you're approaching it as yeah. uh, advice for myself, some, something that I wish I knew, uh, then I think that's where you might start to get into somewhere yeah. that is more valuable to other people um, without it being intentionally it's, it's like, that, for other people. Yeah, it's that it's that taking the reflection, taking, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The reflection is a big, big part. I, I don't think enough people do. And I know I'm guilty. I haven't reflected enough until very recently. And uh, it's definitely a very good thing. So we encourage you all to reflect and think about what you would tell your younger self as far as anything and then specifically health and wellness related to. Let us know. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, that is a 
quick episode for you guys. We will be back in a couple of weeks with a brand new episode. Uh, until then, you can follow us on the gram at Trilogy CLE and at DSDT Pod. She is at GSIN Healthy and Fit. And I am at Ricky Bobby. Uh, until next time, stay hydrated, fam.